going on, Sunbelt fans? My name is Dominic Rossetto, and welcome into the Week 12 Review. We'll touch over all the conference games from this past week. Uh, start off by saying I definitely improved upon the predictions. Luckily, uh, I had a pretty bad record over the last two weeks, as stated previously, but this week came out with a 5-2 and two overall record. Uh, so much better looking there. Looked like uh, I knew what the heck I was talking about a little bit more than I did before. First game we'll jump into, App State hosting Old Dominion. Uh, the last home game for App State, and we'll see if if they make a bowl game after this. But just to touch on this one, this one was never really in doubt from the beginning of the game. Uh, App, Stump, App State jumps out to a 24-0 lead by the half, and you kind of knew it was over. But just to touch on some things, uh, Wolf kind of struggled really in that first half and, and had a much better game in that second, ends up with two touchdowns. Uh, Watson really couldn't get much going on the grounds, and so that's where they struggled. Again, that's kind of where their weakness is, is the offensive line protecting the quarterback and allowing that run game to really help them out. So they did get a little bit done through the air, but again, this was towards the end of the game, and there wasn't really a big threat of this one changing over. Uh, as far as the App State side of things is concerned, Chase Bryce, pretty good game overall, throws two touchdowns, goes for almost 300 yards. You've got a Monty Marshall rushing for over 130 um, I'll be honest, it didn't really feel like he went for quite that many, but he definitely was a dominant force on the on the ground uh, and really stood out compared to a lot of the other running backs that uh, is, are on App State's roster. Cam Peoples didn't touch the ball again for unknown reasons, but uh, was, you know, uh, shouted out there being a senior. So it was kind of a strange uh, occurrence there. Receiving-wise, they had Caden Robinson go over 100 yards, have a touchdown, uh, just played pretty well all the way around. Honestly, they had uh, some fumbles they forced and recovered and uh, pretty good game defensively. One of the better all-around games for App State. And obviously, ODU kind of continues to struggle down the stretch here after a, a pretty decent start, especially with that big win over Coastal earlier in the season. Uh, next, we'll jump into the Florida State-Louisiana game. Again, Florida State ranked number 19 coming into this game. They end up winning that one 49-17. Uh, actually, jumping back real quick, I called that App State game 34-24, and App ends up winning that game 27-14. to So not as quinty, quite as many points on the board. Uh, as far as this game goes, I called Florida State winning this one 38-17 over Louisiana. They end up winning 49-17. to So I hit right on the head with Louisiana's score. Uh, FSU put a little bit more points on the board and uh, helped cover that spread, which I didn't think they'd able to do but they did get it done uh maybe more credit was due to them but i didn't see it coming i thought uh, louisiana would be able to put up enough points to keep it just under that point spread uh obviously pretty wrong in that but hey you know what take a shot and see what happens uh fields you know kept in check again 159 yards and a touchdown while the rushing game really couldn't get much going you had jefferson breaking out a little bit with a 60-yard game and a touchdown to his credit. Uh, but defensively, obviously, they struggled. They only had two tackles for loss and two quarterback hurries. Uh, so, you know, you're just not getting it done against uh, a team that's really coming to their own towards the end of the season there in Florida State. No uh, real concerns there with where Louisiana has been. You know, we kind of knew that this was going to favor Florida State pretty heavily. You hope it would turn out a little differently, but it's not a shocker. It's kind of right in that realm of where we, we thought things would go 
for that one. And then uh, what was my upset special of the week, uh, I had Georgia State 24, JMU 21. Obviously, Georgia State did not win, and they scored a heck of a lot more points, but it was still a very close game. Georgia State ends up scoring 40 points against that James Madison team, and JMU puts up just enough with 42 as Georgia State didn't quite get the two-point conversion at the end of the game there. Uh, JMU has some fumbling issues, right? They lost a couple in this game. Um, I think they put it on the ground seven times. I'm not sure if they lost all seven off the top of my head. Anyway, I, this was interesting because we had a discussion on the Sunbelt page, and uh, you know, a JMU fan was bringing up the fact that you know, it didn't repeat itself. I think it does repeat itself. And JMU is ranked at the top or bottom, depending on how you sort that list, for fumbles lost on the year with 10. Um, there are two conference members who do have more. ODU sits at losing 12 overall for the season. And Georgia State, the team that they faced that they barely escaped, actually has 13. Uh, and then as far as fumbles recovered, I wasn't getting a clear answer on that, including – uh, if it was a fumble from themselves or if this is a fumble that they recovered from the opponent. But either way, uh, James Madison has 12 recovered fumbles, ODU has 7 recovered fumbles, and Georgia State has 12. So if that's including the times that their own offense has put the ball on the ground and they are recovering it, you've got to see that uh, Georgia State and JMU are, are tops at the nation for fumbles this year uh, and just looks like Georgia State has just lost more of them, but uh, JMU is not far behind. So, hey, all credit in the form of JMU winning a lot more games, even with those statistics, because they obviously do not favor you to win the game often when you're dropping the ball at that rate. Uh, so they have overcome it. They continue to overcome it. Um, you know, overall, they still put up a ton of points on the board, which obviously helps you overcome those types of errors. Uh, as far as the Georgia State offense is concerned, Granger was kept in check through the air for the most part. He goes for less than 200 yards, throws just one touchdown, doesn't throw any interceptions, which is an improvement for him as far as that part goes with the accuracy problems he's had this year. Uh, and JMU, of course, held the rushing game completely in check. Nobody went for over 40 yards on the ground for Georgia State. Uh, Thrash does, you know, go off uh, higher than 30 in a touchdown. And he, one of those comes on a one big play where he had 75 all at once. Uh, so that's kind of to note. As far as James Madison is concerned, Santeo, 274, four touchdowns. I mean, he's done it all season. This isn't really a surprise. He's If McCall's not in the conference, he's pretty easily the best quarterback at this point. I, I think maybe you could have thrown Bradley in there, but I think he's kind of trailed off a little bit towards the end of this season. And obviously with what people thought JMU would have coming into this year uh kind of an unknown um very very good overall about what they've done to prove doubters wrong and really have a great successful season uh percy runs for two touchdowns on the ground just under 100 yards but again two touchdowns on the ground helps make up for uh, a little bit of lack of statistics there thornton again consistent great wide receiver all season he's under 100 yards only at 68 but yeah it does have two touchdowns there so i mean again jmu Really blew my mind with how well they've done. Uh, I actually had them starting off fairly well this season. Um, I think I had them starting off with a 4-1 and one record with their only loss coming to App State within those first five games. But I had them trailing off towards the end because I thought they put more stuff on film. Uh, they would have a struggle throughout a, a whole conference slate 
Um, even though the Sun Belt wasn't the best conference going in, I thought it would be a lot of improvement throughout the league. Um, I just still think that has happened, but I just think that uh, JMU was ready for it, and a lot of people probably didn't think they would be. Uh, so they haven't been trailing off much toward the end. Again, you know, they've got some fumble issues to correct and 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 get uh, better at moving forward. But again, and you're scoring 42 and 48 and all these other uh, massive scoring outputs they've had it's a little bit easier to overcome those mistakes uh, when you can put that many points on the board so uh, following that up south alabama takes care of southern miss 27 to 20 i called that game in favor of usa 28 21 again it's 27 20 instead fairly close i mean right kind of where we thought it would be one point off for each team um usm's defense continues to impress me uh I didn't know what we'd see coming in this season with what they had last year. But again, those scholarships make a huge difference. The nasty bunch is back. They're keeping one of the better offenses in the conference pretty in check. They come away with two interceptions there against Bradley and, and you know, he's still got over two thirty and three touchdowns. So in one regard, uh, he still had a pretty good game overall, but having two picks against him is obviously credit to that golden Eagles defense. As far as rushing, you've got McReynolds going off for South Alabama. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen much of him this season at all, but he goes for 100 even on 15 carries. So very impressive performance from someone kind of coming from the unknown there. Uh, just, again, spreading the ball out. They've got three wide receivers with the touchdown. Obviously, Lacey, Wayne, and Bison. Those guys have been consistent for the Jags all year. They're 9-2 and two at this point after that great game. So, you know, just touching on Southern Miss on the other side of the ball, obviously kind of the, the quarterback position continues to be what it is. Uh, they don't have a really consistent, uh, very obvious quarterback. This time they went with low, uh, no touchdowns, one interception, less than 200 yards. So they really need to improve that aspect. But when they can get the ball to Brownlee, again, over 100 yards touchdown, that guy is a, a sure NFL pick for me. Uh, looks great every time he's given any kind of space, takes complete advantage of it and, and of course gore gets uh, only 66 on the ground but does go for a touchdown throws a couple passes um so doing what he does as a super back but obviously just not enough to get it done against a, a pretty high-powered usa team this week uh and then we'll touch on the other best team in the west i predicted this score to be 21 17 troy they end up coming away with a little more offense and they go with 34 to 16 to beat the Warhawks in this one. Again, this is the type of year that Troy was hoping for, and this is the type of uh, scoring output that they were really happy to finally put up on the board. They hold uh, Rodgers on the other side of the ball to no touchdowns and just 145 yards in the air. Uh, He does have two on the ground, but other than him, the rushing attack was really kept in check. Uh, No one with more than 32 yards, and that was their number one back Jackson there Uh, as far as receiving goes again it it just kept in check they didn't really let anybody have longer than a 34 yard pass play so that Troy front seven even the secondary continues to get it done and hold these teams to very few points which allows them to win these games closer but this one obviously they finally put up a little bit more Uh, Watson doesn't throw any touchdowns which is kind of shocking when you've got 34 points on the board but uh, Vidal has a a great game I mean 242 yards rushing two touchdowns uh, player of the week I mean it was pretty obvious with that kind of an output on just 29 carries so a great game for Vidal and uh, yeah I mean 
when you got great defense and a great run game, you, you can have a quarterback and a, and a passing attack that struggles a little bit because uh, those other two things are enough to carry you to a victory more often than not. And Troy continues to look to be that favorite out in the West unless something crazy happens, and we'll cover that in the preview uh, for this upcoming week. Uh, Texas State and Arkansas State, I call this one in favor of Texas State, 24-17. Texas State scores a little less than that, ends up winning 16-13. to So a real close game, uh, quite a few field goals in this one. Uh, Blackman, 237 and a touchdown. So not a terrible game, no interceptions, but just a little inaccurate. I mean, he's only 22 of 40 on the day. So definitely has got to continue to improve there. But again, these are two teams that have struggled a little more than they were hoping for this season and kind of battling for that bottom spot over there in the west looks like arkansas state and ulm will be battling for it in the very end texas state just above uh where those guys are at right now uh as far as texas state goes not much better on the other side for hatcher uh sometimes he can have some big games but he only goes for 196 no touchdowns there himself and as we know he's not a runner so not a whole lot on the ground. Perry goes for 75 and a touchdown. It was, again, it was just kind of just enough to get that one done. Um, Keller goes three for three for them to really make a difference in that three-point game as you know Arkansas State kicking only goes two for three and, and misses that one that comes down to matter uh, right you know at the very end there when you're only down by that many. Uh, after that one, Marshall, Georgia Southern. I had this one predicted the opposite way it went. I had uh, Georgia Southern taking this one 24-21. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the uh, that's the wrong score there. I had Georgia Southern taking this one 27-17. Marshall ends up taking it 23-10. So that Georgia Southern offense is really kept in check by a pretty good Marshall defense as they've turned the corner defensively there at the end of the year and really come on strong to keep a Georgia Southern team that's obviously put up a lot of points throughout the season. They hold Vantries to 205, one touchdown, and then they also get a pick. So he's right along with some of the other quarterbacks that struggled this past week. He's only 22 for 39 through the air. So, you know, they had the rushing game going with White with 143, but again, no touchdowns there, wide receivers. Nothing really stands out statistically in favor of them. It's pretty obvious to see Marshall clinches a bull spot. Fancher continues to improve, 274, two touchdowns, no interceptions through the air. Ali returns, which I don't know how late that came out. I did not know he was going to come back this year. No touchdowns on the day, but he does go for 79 yards on 16 carries. Uh, Laburn right behind him, 17 carries uh, in 70 yards. So rushing game, consistent, defense strong. Again, going to win you games more often than not, especially when you can keep a team like Georgia Southern off the scoreboard as often as they've been able to do it this year. So again, five and two overall this week. Luckily, back in that uh, better look for what I'm calling as far as games go. Hopefully, we can continue to do that, and then we'll get into this week 13 preview by Thursday. Thank you all for listening. Uh, if you're checking this out right before the holiday, have a good Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll see you for the week 13 preview.